Welcome to a podcast from Alive Church in Newark. We believe that the gospel changes lives, so we hope you're ready to hear from God, be challenged and inspired. Here's our speaker for today. And you know, we're in this series developing the culture of partnership. Today we're going to be looking at We Are Attenders. And what are you expecting from this morning? Are you ready to be surprised? Ricky, are you there? Just come down to the front. And uh, Ricky's on the desk this morning. But uh, this guy's a dancer and a half. No, you're not. You're not going to dance. <laughs> I've got two left feet, you see, so I'm not going to get this guy dancing. But, Nothing yeah, come up here, mate. That's all right, mate. He, uh, at the one event, this guy really did his stuff and strutted on that stage. Amazing. But this is why I've got a surprise for him. Ricky, so often, when I, when I come here, uh, says, are you preaching today? And I said, yeah. He said, have you brought me some toothpaste? Because two or three years ago, I came and part of an illustration I gave was uh, I gave out some small tubes of toothpaste <laughs> to have a clean mouth, Right. And uh, this guy took one, and he's never forgotten. So I've got that specially for you. So so you can go back now. See, Ricky wasn't expecting that, was he? Ricky wasn't expecting that. But I use that to illustrate, what are you expecting from God this morning? You see, I do not, and I say this quite strongly, I do not just want to come to a live Newark. Nice, no, it is. I want to come and meet with a group of Christians in the presence of God and expect God to do something in my life. I live for it. I want it. I've got a friend called Aaron Orton, a worship leader. And uh, Aaron, at this point in time, she's, she's in Maryland in America. And she sent this uh, video clip. If you want to see it, I wanted to put it on the screen. We're unable to, but it's on my phone. If you want to see this, come and see me at the end of the service. This worship leader has gone into a church there where the pastor opens his Bible. This has been going on for a while now, and oil pours out of his Bible. The pages are wet, dripping with oil. Sounds balmy, doesn't it? People aren't expecting stuff like this, but people are being healed. A man with cancer of the mouth, his his wife got some of this oil and put it into a muffin. He can only eat soft things. His mouth is completely healed. A child was burnt from touching an oven. The mother puts some oil on it. It's like the skin has been completely restored. Now, this may shock you this morning. This may put you on edge thinking, oh, I just went for a nice little happy clappy time this morning in church. But I just want to illustrate that God is God. The impossible is possible. Look, we read of your Noah's. We read of your Elijah's. We read of your Moses. We read of your David's. But we're here this morning in a live Newark. We can name ourselves this morning and God can do something miraculous in our lives. I want us, yes, we are attenders, and that's what I'm preaching on this morning. But we want to be attenders who engage with the dynamic of our Christian faith. He speaks with computer buff, they blow your mind with the technology that they talk about. You speak to me, I'll talk you into the ground about medicines and and the formulas and stuff like that. Why? Because that's what I'm trained in. But the reality is, we are men and women called of God 
to be servants, to come with open hands to receive, raised hands to bring praise and worship, but two, to live in the dynamic of our faith. I don't want to be in a place on a Sunday morning where the alarm clock goes off and I go, oh, heck, it's church again. I want to be in the place, folks, where I can't be quick enough to get out of bed, have me shower, have a shave, get ready to get to church. Won't it be incredible one day when we come to a live Newark and people are queuing out the doors waiting? Some people have been here since 7 o'clock this morning setting up. We applaud that. But what about when people are queuing from early in the morning? I know what it's like to queue for church from 7 o'clock in the morning for a 7 o'clock service at night. We did it in Florida. Why? Because people wanted to get to church, get into church. They were arriving so early. They were queuing. There were security officers in golf buggies driving around this massive car park just to make sure, not for security, but just to make sure people weren't fainting under the heat of the midday sun, bringing water and ice and all sorts of stuff. When you stood with 185,000 people on a Sunday morning to have communion, you can't help but be touched. You can't help but realise there's something special going on. When a lady paralyzed is led, led out in the back of a car, can't even get out, and her daughter's prayed for and then said, go pray for your mum, and the mum gets out and starts running, and Hazel's running after her, you can't help but say, there's something special going on in church. But, but, I want more than telling you accounts of what's going on here this morning. I want the dynamic of God to take place in here. I want the dynamic of God to take place in your homes, with your finances, with your worries, with relationships. I want the dynamic of God to take place with healings taking place in our bodies today. This is the God we serve. This is the God who loves us. He sings over us daily because he's passionate about us. I better get on. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25. We read this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he, that's God, who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day of the return of Jesus coming. Church is the place where things should happen. Can I say that again? Church is the place where things should happen. I stand before you fully respectful of traditional church, fully respectful of liturgy and all that goes with it. But I'm a man here this morning committed not to just meet and have a hymn prayer sandwich with the occasional Bible readings put in there. But when I come to church, that's church is not a building, it's meeting with fellow Christians, it's 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 the body of Christ people. When I want to be in that environment and go there, I want to experience God in a tangible way. Something that when I get in my car at lunchtime and I'm going back down to Lincoln, I'm saying to myself, wasn't that incredible this morning? God was doing this, God was doing that. I'm, I haven't got room enough, as it were, to, to share everything that's on my heart. Are you excited about your faith? Yeah. This is where we're at, folks. It's the cutting edge of life. There's nothing mamby-pamby about...
about being a Christian. A Christian is existing in the love and favor of God, knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, experiencing the Holy Spirit from the moment we wake up in the morning to the moment we go to sleep at night, and then enjoying the Holy Spirit even in our dreams. It'd be nice to have some nice dreams. The Holy Spirit can do that. Wouldn't it be nice to go to sleep at night thinking, whoa, what a day. The Holy Spirit can do that for us. You see, every sense can be divinely touched. Our bodies are blessed, refreshed, revitalized. Our souls are nourished, soothed, engaged, fed, and focused. Our spirits are taken into heavenly realms. Eusebius of Caesarea. What a name. I love that name. When I read it this week, I thought, that is a great name. Eusebius of Caesarea. You ought to know who he is now, don't you? Well, this guy was a, an historian uh, of great repute, and uh, he, he decided he wanted to look at some of the writings of Paul. And Eusebius of Caesarea, uh, which was endorsed by Clement of Alexandria, no less, don't know him, but it sounds good. But he's there in reference books, okay. Uh, said that Paul uh, wrote in Hebrew as a language, the book of Hebrews, which was then translated into Greek by Luke. And getting things into context, what, what Paul was aiming to engage with, with, with the church was the fact that we benefit from being together. Let me say that again. We benefit from being together. That means meeting together in whatever form. We call them meetings. It can be connect groups. It can be small prayer groups. Whatever form that takes, that is gathering together. And, and Paul here, writing to the Hebrews in this passage, is, is engaging with those readers and listeners and saying, look, when you meet together, there is a great benefit for you spirit soul and body there's a social aspect of meeting slapping each other on the back and saying are you doing okay engaging with needs and things like that that, that comes with it then there's the soul that's that's who we are our emotions and all that part of us it's blessing us it's enriching us when we feel a bit down being with other people who can raise our heads up and say come on let me pray with you let me encourage you god can do this in your life and then it's uplifting for our spirit that part of us that never dies that's going to take us through eternity and and into heaven and it paul is saying look be together don't neglect being together don't get out of, and it's termed habit of being together. Now, we use the habit uh, so often in, in, in a poor sense. People have bad habits. There are such things as good habits. We don't hear that much in English culture, do we? We're more looking at people, oh, they've got a habit of this, habit of that, bad habits and stuff. But we can have good habits. That's being in a good routine, a good way of life, an uplifting way of life, a beneficial way of life for ourselves and too for others. There's an American theologian called Sam Storms. We're having some great names this morning, aren't we? Hey, Eusebius of Caesarea, Clement of Alexandria, 
And this, this, this American theologian, more modern day, you can tell by the name, called Sam Storms. <laughs> Appearing down your... No, anyway, uh, this is Sam Storms. And it, it, it's really funny. But uh, coming back to being serious now, apart from the bloke's name, I shouldn't deride his name, should I really? But it is funny. Anyway, it just seems to me, uh, this is his writing, Sam writes this, and it just seems to make more and more sense as time passes to devote your energy to others that feel more immediately rewarding and beneficial to them so what he's saying here when what we've got let's put into another's life to benefit them it's it's giving away the blessing it's giving away the benefit of experience it's giving away the blessing of who we are and what we are for some of us it can be our academic expertise for others it's a paintbrush for others it's helping to fix a car whatever it's, it's not only looking at the spiritual aspects of being together it's looking at the whole entity of life we all need friends period don't need to say anything more to that really but we all need friends those people that we know whatever time of day and night we're talking to them or they're talking to us they're really wanting the best for us in our life they're looking out for us they're caring for us they're saying hey are you sure you're really okay with that And I'm not only talking about being 50 foot up a ladder with no securing to it. I'm talking about things in life. Uh, Are you working too hard? Are you getting enough sleep? Little questions like that can be so important in a person's life. Say, look, you're really shattered. I've seen you for the past fortnight. Hey, what's going on in life? That's what friends are for. And and Paul is engaging with the church. He's saying, look, let's get together for spiritual blessing But let's get together for mutual honouring and friendship. I'd love to think this morning, and I'm sure it is, that every one of us in a life Newark and across all the locations together are busy mates. The reality is we can't know each other intimately and closely. That's why we have connect groups so that smaller groups can be meeting and know each other more better uh, day after today. But, but, but Paul is saying here, look, be part of the local church. Be called to be an attender. Be called to be a participator. It's, it's, it's a full word, that participator it means getting involved with meaning getting involved with enthusiasm so let's consider ourselves and one another this morning maybe from this morning we can go home and we can reflect a little bit on our life do you feel that you've got friends do you feel that you're engaging in what's going on do you feel fulfilled in every aspect of your christian life are you ready to be amazed are you ready to be shocked by what god is doing this worship leader aaron orton is is in america at this point in time and uh, she sent through on, on Facebook this week. She's absolutely amazed. She got into a church in, in Oakland and, and the pastor's there with his Bible and oil is, is just dripping off his Bible. Bit of a shock, that, isn't it? Not expecting that, was you? No, I wasn't when Aaron came on. Come and see me at the end of the service. I'll show you the DVD on the phone. 
And there you can see this Bible dripping wet with, with oil. And people are coming and uh, being healed through, through this manifestation of, of the power of God that's taking place. Guy with mouth cancer, his, his wife, he can only eat soft, soft foods. His wife got a muffin and put some of this oil on. He, he's had it and his mouth's completely clear of cancer. A child that had burned its hand on, on an oven. Uh, it was amazing. They, they put this oil on, on the bandage, took the, took the bandage off and, and the hand was perfect. Do you know, for some of us, that will shock us. But the reality is it should be the norm. If we were walking in the footsteps of Jesus physically and just following Jesus, we will be seeing all of that going on all the time. And you see, the calling is the very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives within us. Is it just possible, church, this morning... That we need to have more of a bit of, what shall I say, of the bottle to actually open our mouths and say, I will pray about that for you. I have been amazed time after time. I don't have any problem now. I just say to people, I will pray about that for you. When, when, when I started off the emphasis, you know, I was really fear and trepidation. Hazel's the very bold one. I'm more the humble, restful, <laughs> backward going sort of person. But you know, for every one of us, whoever we are, it's so, so difficult to make that first step. You've got somebody who is very ill. Your tongue is almost sticking in your mouth. He's just saying, I, 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 will, I, I, will, I, I would really like to, to, um, to pray for you. Is that okay? But you know, once we've discharged that, once we've discharged that word of faith... We are opening the door then for the miraculous works of God to take place. It is just possible a life knew it that this morning, the only thing that you pick up from Mark Hutton this morning is this. I will open my mouth and tell a person I will pray for them. Don't go into details. Just say, I will pray for you. For so many people, it means, means so much. I can remember one morning driving to work a few years ago, because in those days, pharmacists used to deliver, deliver oxygen to people's homes. And, and I was driving onto an area called Brandzone, and uh, I needed to open the, the chemist shop open. But as I was driving there, I felt a quickening in my spirit that I should visit this particular patient that I'd seen. And I knew that he'd been in hospital. And in truth, I didn't know if he was back home yet. But I just felt this quickening that I should go. So I got to work and uh, opened up, got two of my technicians who were there. I said, look, I'm, I'm just nipping around to this bloke's house. I, I didn't tell him why, because uh, probably I didn't have the bottle at that time. Tell him why I was going around. But anyway, I, I just, just said to him, I'm just nipping around to see him. So, so they said, uh, yeah, okay. So they, they were in the shop. I, I went around and uh, I didn't need to knock on the door. The door was open because his man was so ill. There he was in his oxygen mask. And uh, I just uh, said, oh, I just wanted to check you was home from hospital. So, it, so he nodded. I said, uh, I just want to check your oxygen bottles. There's me fumbling around with jolly oxygen bottles. And I knew what I wanted to say. I said, um, can, can I just ask something as I'm fiddling with the oxygen bottles? And uh, he, he nodded. I, I said, uh, do you believe in God? Dush. Tears started pouring down from this guy's eyes. 
He said, I've been in Castle Hill Hospital for five weeks, desperate for somebody to talk to me about God, and nobody came. He said, and you've come this morning. I led this man to know Jesus as Lord and Saviour of his life in ten minutes, and then phoned somebody from a church in Hull, a lovely couple who I knew would go around and see him. Listen, that was quarter to nine in the morning. By half past two in the afternoon, that man had passed away. His neighbours and a relative came into the chemist shop the day after to look me up to come. His daughter wanted to say, thank you so much for coming and seeing my dad. She said, my dad in hospital has been angry, in turmoil. She said he couldn't sleep properly. She said, and, and, and you came round this morning, and she said he told me that you prayed with him. And she said he was totally at peace. She said he was so relaxed, it was unbelievable. And he passed away at half past two that afternoon. You see, I can only share what happens in my life on this, Right? When things like that happen, you can't help but your faith be, be inspired and, and fulfilled. And knowing that one day I'm going to see that bloke in heaven. Some people may say, well, he only had three and a half, four hours of knowing Jesus. Well, that was enough because he's in heaven. He's got eternity ahead of him. What about if we're in the place where Sybil, the old lady next door but three, who's got the croaky cats, nobody talks to? You could be the person to speak to her. And open up a dialogue and help her feel part. Do you know the majority, there's so many people in our nation who are lonely. So many people who, who are single occupants of flats, houses and all that sort of stuff. We're, we're a lonely nation. And God could take you this morning and make you a dynamic friend to one, two, three, four. And that then can multiply. Can you imagine if we can multiply friendship across the nation in the name of Jesus? It's not just friendship. It's taking the blessing, the presence of God. It's seeing the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Better rush on. So anyway, three short points, four short points to, to close. Why do we actually attend church? Well, in verse 25 of Hebrews 10, we see we attend church because God commands us to do it. It's there. It's, it's a direction. I don't know about you. Sometimes I, I need pretty strong direction in my life. There's an element of Mark Hutton that likes to do my own thing. I feel I can do it. I'm capable, educationally viable, and all that sort of stuff to, to do my things in life. But I have to be in the place, and I learned it a long time ago. I've got to switch off my head and turn on my spirit and allow God to minister into my life. We're here, we're called into church because we're commanded to do this. This is where the blessing of God comes. This is where the stirring of the spirit can occur. This is where mutual fellowship occurs. This is where we can hear the life accounts of other people in the church of what has taken place in the past week. This is where we can get our focus. This is where spiritually we can be fed. This is where we can get direction. This is where we can get hope. I can go through a whole list of things this morning that can take place in the church. But we're commanded to be here. My first priority on a Sunday, 
is getting to church. Other things take the place after. We was only discussing on the way through this morning, Hazel and myself, how over life we're quite ordinary people. We're not out of the ordinary, nothing special about us. And how over time we have had to handle situations. My, my son, uh, Andrew, was a great footballer and cricketer, played at county level uh, in, in Yorkshire. And the, the, the fact about it is Sunday all of a sudden became seemingly a very busy time. And we thought, dear Lord, what's going to go on here? The demands that were coming to Andrew, invitations to come and play for team after team, all this sort of malarkey was going on. And we thought, how, how do we handle this? So what do we do? We gave it to God. And miraculously, Andrew got a telephone call, didn't he? And it was from this guy starting off a new football team in, in Hull. And he said, Andrew, it's a bit out of the norm, he said, but, but my team, he said, I want them to function on a Sunday afternoon. Do you think you could play for us? And you know, that came within days of me and Hazel saying, God, we don't want to let our son down, but we need something going on. And Westall, Westall Rangers that Andrew was in, they, they traveled all around the area, including Holland, went with him on that one, which was great. But that was asking God for help. So what I'm saying, I can make tons of excuses, believe me. I'm a busy bloke. I've got lots of interests, things that I could do. I, I, I could name tons of reasons why... I couldn't be in church, but I choose to be in church because the, un, the benefits unfold week after week and a week. So let me encourage you to live Newark. Let's be in church. So secondly, we account because we all need accountability. I like it when people say, how's your week gone? What have you been up to? See, it's a bit of a challenge to me. It's, uh, it's something that people are saying, look, what, what's going in, in your life? Some people are irritating, though, aren't they? Some people even want to know whether you've had tea or coffee. Ah, it's too much, that. Too much, that. You know, we, 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 we can be nice and wanting to know without going into too much detail. You know, have you had carrots or mushrooms? No, get out. Get out of my life. Uh, but, you know, ask me about if I've had a good day or something like that, and, and, and I'm into it. And, and even more so, some people can be very personal about bodily conditions. So let's not get into that. Let's not ask people how the piles are stuff on. So, no, it's not, it's not in the place. But, but let's ask how people, how's your health? That's a nice general thing, isn't it? Let's, let's keep to specific. But the fact that we're asking, the fact that we're being, the fact that we're together, we're concerned, we want the best for each other, makes all the difference. We're all in a place where we can have times where we can feel really low. The pressures of life can be upon us. Situations can be battering us left and right. And the fact that we can come into a live Newark on a Sunday morning, have one of the best coffees and, and have the most brilliant display of foodstuffs for us to partake of, uh, goes beyond when somebody says, how's your week gone? And you can say, do you know, I've had a really rough week. I flew out to Barcelona on Monday. I came back on Tuesday. I flew out to Florida on Wednesday. Came back on Thursday. I was in Amsterdam on Friday. Do you know, I, I don't know where I'm up to. And somebody can just have a listening ear and say, I pray the peace of God will come to your life. And do you know, in that very, very moment, the peace of God can come. It's great being together. But we have to be together to enjoy the benefits. 
And Paul is saying this. I, I love Paul's, Paul's writing. He's, he's so direct. He understands life. And he just wants the best for people. And here he's saying that. Point number three then. We attend because we all need encouragement. So he started off with Ricky this morning, didn't I? What a smooth operator he is. I didn't know he had it in him. Man alive. He's, he's, see it on the... Um, one event uh, video that, that was on, on Facebook. That's where I saw it. I couldn't attend that night because I wasn't there. Um, we, we were at other things. But to see this guy, I, I didn't know. I, but what an encouragement to see that. See, we can all do something that we need encouraging at. That little, that little morsel of encouragement makes all the difference. And can I inspire you at a live new at this morning to be encouragers? Look at the bright side. I'm not getting to always look on the bright side of life, but what I'm trying, what I'm trying to engage this morning is that if it's possible that we endeavour to say something good into a person's life, that will benefit them. And also be friendly when you tell them they're doing something wrong as well but wouldn't it be wonderful if we could be known as a group of people who are encouragers you go into morrison's as a lady on a checkout and you say to her thank you for your excellent service and that lady returns and says you're the first person that's thanked me all today that happened to me and hazel at a morrison's checkout you go into the garage and the operators behind there looking as though they're chewing a wasp. And you go up to them to pay. I just say, do you know you keep really nice shelves here? You do a great job. The chewing of the wasp expression changes to a smile. You could be smile givers to bless the lives of people in Newark and fourthly and finally Paul says this in verse 23 we are attenders we attend church together because we all need hope I think our nation needs hope at this point in time on a big scale our community needs hope on a big scale our neighbours need hope on a big scale our kids in the study need hope in a big scale. Uh, uh, everybody who's working needs hope in a big style. From us that we, we can give. We receive regular Bible teaching in church. We receive input to help us in the week that follows. We've got access to so much good material that we can engage with, whether we're looking at it on our tablet or our mobile phone or whatever. We can glean things that inspire us daily and can spur us on to get the most out of every day. For the rest of my life and for the rest of your life, whatever your age, please God, May you live a full life. May you never have a regret of a day that has been wasted. May you never have that sense within your life that you feel everything is gone and shut. You may be listening to me this morning saying, Mark, 
I, I really want something of what you've been talking about. Well, you can have it. It's caught, caught by, by saying a prayer together. And it's going to come up on the screen now, if that's possible, Ricky. And uh, the, the, the fact is, this, this is a, a prayer to accept the hope that God brings into our life. Through work done by Jesus Christ, God sent Jesus to make the difference to life. Jesus gave his life on a cross to pay the price for those things that offend God. In the church, we call those things that offend God sin. And Jesus paid the price for that so that we could have the assurance, we could have the hope, we could have the knowledge within our life that one day we're going to be in heaven with him. And we're putting this prayer up on the screen now. And uh, with, with this prayer together, we're in that place that we'll, we'll say it. And that's accepting Jesus to be Lord and Savior in our life. When we finish that, I'll ask us to close our eyes, bow our heads. And if anybody shared that prayer with me this morning, I'd love you just to put your hand up so I could chat with you at the end of the service. But, but this is a great morning for, for all of us. And particularly if you're coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of life. So let's share this together. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever love you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I have lived my life without you and have messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness. I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's just close our eyes. If there's anybody in this venue this morning has shared that prayer for the first time, would you just put your hand up and I can see you out. I'll come and chat to you. Anybody, I'm just looking from the left across and to the right. That's fine. And for the rest of you, know the blessing of God. May you be imbued with a wonderful sense of passion for church that maybe you've never had before. Expecting great things every Sunday when you gather together. The miraculous works of God. And in everything you do, be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all from us today. Thanks for listening. We pray you have a great day.